But it's now time for the Rural News with Monique Steele. Tēnā Monique. You have more on Fonterra's announcement that farmers will be getting even less milk this season. Yes, a further price shock is rattling the rural sector as dairy giant Fonterra slashes its milk price forecast for the second time in a fortnight. It's cut the midpoint range by 25 cents, taking it to $6.75 a kilogram of milk solids, a move which puts many farmers' budgets under break-even levels. Two weeks ago, it's chopped its milk forecast by 12%. Chief Executive Miles Hurrell says this week's further large drop in world dairy auction prices left them with no choice but to make more cuts. As I say, we don't like it, and certainly it's tough for our farmers. It really is uh, to, to see these, yeah, these milk prices out there. But as I say, that's that's a reflection of where supply and demand are meeting on price at the moment. But Miles Hurrell says the long-term outlook for dairy remains strong, with an increasing middle class of customers worldwide who are able to afford dairy. Waikato-based agricultural economist Phil Juneau says the financial situation is now getting drastic for some farmers and the whole economy. The 25 cents is equivalent to 320 million less at the farm gate. That's another $1.5 billion um, in terms of the multiplier effect throughout the economy. So this is certainly going to be felt by the New Zealand economy. Phil Juneau says an upcoming dividend and capital repayment for Fonterra suppliers will help budgets to the tune of $109,000, but he says non-Fonterra suppliers won't have that buffer if their companies also drop prices. Memories of the enduring low price cycle nearly a decade ago are front of mind for Leaston share milker Carl Dean. After 16 years of farming, it reminds him when farm gate prices fell to as low as $3.90 in 2014. But Carl Dean, the Federated Farmers Dairy Vice Chair, fears this time could be worse due to extremely high rural inflation and input costs. We were share milking through the $3.90 and the $4.20 payouts that were close to nine years ago now. I think it's going to be a bit harder this time. Wages have probably just about doubled in that time. A lot of on-farm costs have gone up quite considerably just in the last two or three seasons. And I'd say this is, you know, we're getting close to that big drop again. Last year wasn't exactly profitable, but the year before was. You know, we could carry one year, but if, if it continued two years like last time, it's going to be a bit of a hard road. Mr Dean says while a price drop was expected, the pace has been tough to stomach. Bit down, I suppose. It's another kick in the teeth this morning. People talk to their banks, rural support trust. You know, just make sure you're talking, talk to your mates, keep that communication open. Taranaki farmer with 560 cows, Hayden Goble, says the real shock hit earlier this week when the global dairy prices first plunged and Fonterra's move today was probably inevitable. It's just farmers had hoped it wouldn't happen. It's kind of nice to see that they've moved it quickly. Um, to yeah, reflect that auction. It's disappointing when you, you're you building up season after season to do better with your farming systems and then you know when you get put under the pressure like this you've got to revise a few of those ideas you have and yeah, bring it back to more basic. You just hope that we've reached the bottom and onwards and upwards from here but you just don't know. That's Hayden Goble. Moving away from dairy prices and over to the sale yards for our weekly chat with AgriHQ's Suze Bremner. I spoke to her earlier today. What's been happening at the sale yards, Suze? Well, we're just starting to see a glimmer of spring cattle yarding starting to ramp up and so far so good for those young cattle. 
At Stortford Lodge on Wednesday, there was an influx of R1 traditional black cattle from the Golden tri- Triangle of Pūtiri, Ohuka and Wairua in Northern Hawke's Bay. After all that those farmers out there have been through, it was really great to see the cattle in such good condition. And the steers were actually heavier than last year. They were up about 10 to 40 kilos. These were annual drafts, and the buyer, when the buyers heard they were coming, they very quickly filled the seats in the rostrum. What were the prices like for these cattle? Well, as I said, the steers were heavier than last year, and with that in mind, the prices for them were steady. The tops made 1340 to 1425 and most other lines sold for 820 to 1210 The heifers actually sold on a stronger market, and they were a similar weight to last year. They were up around $15 per head and mostly made 690 to $920. There were also a couple of consignments of R2 traditional steers, which all averaged close to 500 kilos and sold for $3.20 to $3.30 a kilo. So also another good test of the R1 market was the Tikawiti Fair, which was held last Friday. They had just over 1,300 there, and top Angus steers sold for 1,040 to 1,180, and the heifers were 700 to 840. And how were sales at the annual fielding Martin Hoggett Fair this week? Oh, we also know the year is marching on when the Fielding Martin Hoggett Fair happens. I can't believe we're at that time of year already. That was also held on Wednesday, and this time round just over 8,000 were offered. That is well below the numbers this fair used to attract in its heyday, but it is actually up on last year's tally. So not surprisingly, the market was much softer than this time last year, but we are facing very different times. The average weight for the sale was 47 kilos and average price was $153, while the top U and male lines reached $165 to $190. And it's not just New Zealand farmers reporting higher levels of stress. In Australia, mental health support services have reported an increase in farmers asking for help. A rural aid counsellor, Roger Hitchcock, told the ABC its support services are flat out as on-farm stress has really ramped up this year. He says farmers are telling him that political moves have exacerbated long-term mental health issues among farmers. Mr Hitchcock says concerns included the promised phase-out of live sheep exports, among other legislation, and the rising costs of production. He said livestock markets were also down compared to last year. A Bay of Plenty catchment group has seen dozens of farmers substantially reduce nutrient runoff going into one of the New Zealand's most pop, uh, polluted estuaries. Waihi Estuary was once a main food bowl, but shellfish gathering has become unsafe because of high levels of nitrogen, phosphorus and E. coli. Waikokopu project lead Alison Jews says thanks to Jobs for Nature funding, 210 hectares of marginal erosion-prone land has now been retired from grazing and replanted in native and exotic trees. She says the planting will see 1.6 tonnes of phosphorus and 10 tonnes of nitrogen reduced annually from reaching local waterways which feed the estuary. But Dr Hughes says that funding has now run out. If we really did a budget to say, hey, look, we want everything remediated in here and probably the lower 3,000 hectares to be reverted back to a wetland, and maybe it could have some economic benefit with whitebait farms or other things like that. But of the 34,000 hectares, when we did a budget on remediating the whole area, it was more to the tune of $60 million. And we've really only had $3 million to just work with farmers and um, plants um, of the vulnerable areas in the catchment.
Dr Jews says after three years of funding, the catchment group is now relying on local philanthropy. Finally, to a small west coast town where country music comes to life. Barry and Judy Skinner have owned the Hector Country Music Museum, 30 kilometres north of Westport, for the past 20-plus years. It's home to a stellar collection of more than 12,000 vinyl records, 650 autographed photos by country musicians, and 400,000 hard-to-find country tracks. Musician and DJ Barry Skinner says he has now run out of wall space to hang more memorabilia. It's a museum that's seen it all. I've had up to 15 people in here playing music and it was over two days. They were sleeping everywhere, <laughs> sleeping everywhere. <laughs> and then I said to them on the Sunday, I said, well, I've got bad news for you guys. I said, I'm going to charge you for the, coming to the museum. And I said, it's going to be high priced because I said, sleeping with the stars. <laughs> of course, well, I thought that was funny. <laughs> You can hear more about Barry Skinner's musical jaunts and also the work of Bay of Plenty's Waikokopo Catchment Group on Country Life, Friday evenings and Saturday mornings after the news at 7. And that's the rural news for this week. Koyara te porongo o te taifenua. That sounds like a fantastic listen. Thank you very much, Monique.